0: Mommies, future mamas, girlfriends, listen up. Here, we always like to celebrate our motherhood journey, but often women go on this journey blindly. There are so many things no one tells you that they should. So today, we're going to share all the advice that was helpful, but mainly the ones we never got along the way. And now we want to share with you. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them.
1: I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela, I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first time working moms, we're actually pretty different.
0: And that's totally okay, because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Alright, hi everyone. Hello everyone. I love how this is like always a topic of conversation when you are with someone who is a new mom and they're just like, no one told me this. <laughs> so now we're going to tell you all the things that no one told us. But we're probably going to miss something anyway because that's just how it is. Because I think you become a mom and then you just
1: forget everything. And you're like, I, I remember. In full disclosure, this is the episode we have least prepared for. Yeah. yeah. We want it to be very organic and natural. <laughs> and Freestyle. Yes, we are. But there's just so many things, right? There's so, a lot. There's a lot. So before we get to the list, why don't we share our motherish moment of the week? I'll go first. This week, my son had his little, it's kind of like a, I guess it's called a stimulation class, mm-hmm. where I have someone come in and they kind of do arts and craft and they paint and they do bubbles and they do sounds and animals, noises. So, when I came home yesterday from work, he actually made me my first arts and craft project. That's amazing. I cried. I saw it, you guys. It's beautiful. I honestly. have to share this. Watch out, will, Van Gogh. I will make it, I know, I'm gonna make it public because it has to be shared with the world. They just got a little plate and she drew like a little chicken, right? Like a bird. I think some sort of bird. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Definitely bird. And then the aviator, he painted aviator? it no, with Earthlight. his little hands in yellow and then they kind of glued together these little feathers. And when I came home and I saw a little chicken on a white plate, I was like, oh. <laughs> I cried. So it was beautiful and sweet. That's adorable.
0: My motherish moment is about going back to the basics, right? So my routine in my workday is basically I work 9 to 6 or something something like that. And we have our nanny, Miriam, taking care of Victoria. And usually I work all the way up until the very last minute. So meeting my last meeting is usually like 5.30 to 6.00. And then as soon as Miriam leaves, I'm like, I switch back into my other role of motherhood. And I found myself like always getting stressed about like, what do I do now before this like gap before dinner time? Like, it's always this whole like you approach what I still feel is the witching hour, which we should talk about how that's one of the things no one told me about. But yeah, so now I remembered that I have a bucket of sidewalk chalk in the closet that I bought a really long time ago. So now every day when Miriam leaves, Juan and I sit in the sidewalk I in the front that. of our I saw house. A picture that was <laughs> so cute, and we just uh, draw on the sidewalk with Victoria, and she really loves it. And so the point of this motherish moment is to bring it back to the basics. That sometimes we get so overwhelmed thinking about like, yeah, we, we could do this, or should I do this? Sort of, what? No, just sit outside and. I don't know, let her
1: pick flowers, which are growing from weeds in our overgrown grass or whatever. so funny. In the morning, sometimes when I have stuff to do, I have to like get ready. I literally give him just like a box. I think you gave me this advice. I kind of, I don't have a drawer for him to play with. So I just kind of gave him like a box and mm-hmm. I just put a few things in there. And he spends like
0: yeah. 20 minutes,
1: like taking stuff out, putting back stuff in, taking stuff out, putting it in his mouth. So you're right. Just like simple, basic stuff. Basic things. That's how we were raised probably. And we're okay. So <laughs>
0: are we? Are we? Are we? I swear I'm okay. <laughs> hey guys, remember you can go back, listen to any past episode and write us a review. We are Motherish, M-O-T-H-E-R-I-S-H on Instagram, or check us out at motherishmoments.com.
1: Okay, so let's get started. And I think stick with us, because we are going to try to go from very raw physical changes, what happens to your body, Mm. and then we're probably going to close with all the beautiful, sweet things that perhaps no one really told us either, but we are experiencing as well. So... Like everything, right? Everything in motherhood. There's some good, there's some bad, there's some yucky stuff. There's some beautiful stuff. And I think since it's not structured, really, we're yeah. gonna go ahead and try to maybe keep it in that order, right? Like what we went through physically that no one told us we we're going to
0: mm-hmm.
1: survive and go through <laughs> into the other stuff that's in- more emotionally... Beautiful that perhaps no, it's very hard to describe.
0: And I also, um, in this episode, we are going to shout out some of your comments um, because we did put a poll on our Instagram stories, and we were asking what are some of the things that you that caught you off guard about motherhood. So we want to share some of your comments. In this it was episode so funny as well.
1: Right before we started to record this episode, I got a call from my best friend Yelena and. It's just funny how this topic right away triggers <laughs> memories, right? So I'm like, Yelene, by the way, we're about to record. You know, what are some of the things that no one told you? And she just went off. But when no one told me how hard it was going I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, Yeline, yeah. Like
0: A friend of mine, I texted a friend and she sent me an entire paragraph. <laughs> and it was like a long paragraph. You know those texts that you're like still scrolling? And I'm like, okay, this is just for a quick podcast. Thank you, though.
1: <laughs> so we'll go ahead and share some of those as well, okay. I think. So we we're both
0: C-sections.
1: Yes. I have I have I have a have Okay, one. go okay. ahead.
0: <laughs> so I did not know that if you have a C-section, you still like end up bleeding for a month or however long after the C-section. I thought that only happens to people who had vaginal births because in my ridiculously uninformed mentality, I was like because everything broke and so it bleeds. But I was like coming back to life after the anesthesia, And the nurse comes in and she's like, okay, we're going to change you now and put on, you know, like whatever. I guess some sort of diaper or something. And I was like, but what do you mean? And she was (laughs) like, because I really didn't, I don't know, I didn't feel much at at the moment. So she goes with me to the bathroom and she starts changing me. And I was like, I I did not prepare, number one, for me to be kind of sitting on a toilet with a nurse who I just met five minutes before, literally washing my the yeah, and then putting on another diaper and I was like, how long is this gonna happen? And she looked at me like she was like, oh it, it's it could be like a
1: month or something and I was like, like this and she was like yeah and i was like did you take any courses before giving birth to victoria no this is probably why Mm -mm. nope again i tried to you know me i probably would have taken a million them the pandemic had just i think right before i gave birth it was like yeah
0: i took a course on how to bring home baby my biggest mistake was being very focused on the baby and not on myself because i didn't know that i had to prepare myself also so I took a course with Juan where they give you like a little baby doll, a plastic doll, and they teach you how to change the diaper, burp it, swaddle, blah, 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 all of that. Um, it was like a three-hour class, it was super fun. And then I took a lactation course and I thought, all right, cool, I'm good. And I was going to do a labor and delivery one, but truthfully, I didn't do it because I'm like, I don't want to overprepare for something that might not happen, which was probably not a good idea.
1: Don't do that. Don't be like me. (laughs) Yeah, so first thing I think the advice I would give is prepare. If you have access to, and now everything's done virtually or most of it, right? So if you have access to someone virtually, I also did a lactation one. And I also did a course with a doula that my friend Gigi, Gigi had a beautiful home birth. And I considered home birth for like two seconds because of the pandemic and because Mm -hmm. I wanted to have more family with me during my delivery. And that obviously didn't happen. I ended up having a c section at a hospital. But I did do this course with this doula who was so helpful. And just her like energy and mm-hmm. the way she, you know, explained things, I think it was very helpful because it brought me a lot of peace and I felt a little bit more prepared. Um, and she was also very graphic, right? Because a lot of the times you don't we don't want to be too graphic either because we don't want to scare you, anyone no, off we and expecting should. No, mommy's that's exactly right. What we but should be doing. we do want to kind of keep it real. And kind of just like, because we spoke to Dr. Shaw, who's an expert a few weeks ago for another episode. And she said a lot of the anxiety is because your expectations are so disconnected with reality. So we kind of today want to be like the girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. That... You want to have in terms of having someone tell you how things are going to be without scaring you. Just kind of like, yeah. hey, this is going to happen. It's yeah. okay. You know, your body's going to through a lot of different things. For example, like the fact that you're swollen, like your belly is still pretty swollen for like a few days after you deliver. It's still, for me, two years later, I'm <laughs> still dealing with it. <laughs> but um, did, uh, did you have? But I think it's it's going to be a nicer experience. If you are aware of all these things that may happen. Maybe they won't happen. But yeah. at least if you, you're not caught by surprise. You're not, you know, doesn't generate any anxiety. You're not scared. So I think it's important to kind of share these things. I have a question about your C-section.
0: Did you have air trapped in your body after the C-section? I'm trying to say that in the most, like, I know, I know, no, but way. I think it's
1: common. I think yeah. it's common. I think one of the main things, and it hurts, like, if you it accumulate all horrible. Them. I know. But horrible. you know what helped me? And I think I spoke about this before. The fact that. At that point, Ford was in the NICU and I had to force myself to walk yeah, to go see no, the baby. Yeah, I walked a lot, but... Mm. That helped a lot.
0: There's a video of me pushing Victoria's little thing, whatever. It's the worst video. Ever. I mean, it's the worst video for me. I look at it and I'm like, oh man, it's rough. My brother took the video because he was walking with me. That whole air trapped in your body, that felt like gas. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like, that was rough. It was like the whole first day yeah. of the surgery.
1: And for me also, when I brought Ford home, I was a little overwhelmed because there's a lot of things that, and mind you, I had the the fact that I had all the nurses during the NICU, the 10 days, mm-hmm. that were kind of prepping me for him yeah. when I took him home. So I got a little bit of a crash course those 10 days on how to like bathe him, how to feed him, how much to feed him, what schedule he was on. That was very helpful, but I cannot even imagine if I would have taken him home without having that experience. Mm. I wouldn't have never known simple things like how many ounces to actually give him, how many, when do I increase the ounces, when do I change the nipple on the Mm -hmm. bottle, a lot of little things. And I think the only advice I'm going to give is have someone just recently has had a baby even if you have no one close to you, reach out to someone. Find someone. Right? Find someone. Mm-hmm. Or have someone, hey, do you know someone who just had a baby? Or maybe, even like in the last six, seven months, mm-hmm. I think after that, do we lose your memory? Like amnesia. Does we someone come from yes. Black Men and just like, <laughs> yes, erases your memory? They're like,
0: you must erase your
1: memory yes. so you have second um, child. So I think <laughs> I had, again, Yelene and my friend Annabelle, who had just, Annabelle had a baby in February. I had forward uh in april so she was pretty close and it was pretty back to back and she's a great note taker so she noted everything and she will go back to her notes and be like okay but this wow yeah she's great she still does it and so i would advise someone find someone who has relatively just had a baby in the last few months and just ask questions because it's not common sense. Like the whole idea that your instinct's going to kick in, no. your maternal, you know, um, nature is going to help you figure it out. No, yeah. it's not. And the Internet obviously gets very overwhelming as well.
0: The Internet is only as good as the question that you ask, because like, how do you know what to Google if you don't know what you're supposed to ask? Um, I love the fact
1: that Google's guess is what you want to ask at some point, right? Like yes. <laughs> Sometimes in a questionable way. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what's another physical thing that caught you off guard? I mean, there's a lot of things that I got warmed about that actually never really happened. I'm telling you, we, do we lose our memory? But, okay, I'm going to talk about the nipples. Yelena also was the one, listen, like, she was like, okay, have you seen... I don't know. She, I didn't forget what she described, but she was like, your nipple will change in very bizarre ways yeah. and yeah. and it's during pregnancy as well. It's, it's during preg- so it right. starts
0: during pregnancy and so what i understood so you have more i'm going to say i'm going to describe it as there's more contrast Yes. There's more contrast for this. And the reason for it, supposedly, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, is so that the baby can find yes. your nipple in order to latch. I think it's amazing. I, I love all these yes, explanations. Yes, she were, li-
1: because imagine <laughs> this little baby who is so like, you know, their eyesight's still very yeah. blurry when they come out. They could immediately find these very dark, you mm-hmm. know, circles. Yes. I don't know if this is a myth, but someone told me that that's why they designed Mickey's ears in those two circles. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Things just got real weird.
1: Because (laughs) right away, they could identify it and find it and kind of... (laughs) I read this. So then what? Are they going to put their little mouth on Mickey's ear and be like... (laughs) They have some, you know, familiar connection. I'm just saying it's easier for them to find the black. That's why the contrast, right? The black and white. Also, another thing no one told me is... Everyone warns you about the sleeping. I thought the sleeping was not overrated in terms of like hey you gotta sleep everyone's like make sure you sleep now but no one really explains why you have to Mm -hmm. sleep not because when you have a baby it's hard for you to adapt to your new sleeping schedule right Mm -hmm. so i think the easiest way to explain this is whenever the baby sleeps try to sleep as well again for me i advocated or delegated better said two of my late night feedings so that i could actually be physically Yeah, strong enough for the rest of the feedings Mm -hmm. that worked for me but I think something I would I wish someone had told me is to sleep sleep, not sleep but I guess organize my sleep and kind of delegate some of the feedings if you can to someone else here I'm going to do
0: like a big time shout out to Juan so um, luckily we both had enough time to be together he had very extensive paternity uh, leave at his job so what our setup was for the first three months, easily, of Victoria's life was I would wake up to pump and he would wake up to feed Victoria. So we would wake up at the same time. He would feed her and I would pump. And usually my pump was like 15, 20 minutes and I was done and I would go back to sleep. And he would stay up for what
1: usually yeah, was I like another 45 minutes. Yeah, I pumped as well and forty five bottles yeah. four of, I, mean, I don't know, the 2 and the 5 a.m. hmm Usually we're pumped milk. And yeah. and I still would try to latch him on a little bit. We had a lot of questions about lactation and breastfeeding, mm-hmm. right? And another thing that we learned from Dr. Shaw was that that also could cause anxiety. If you don't yeah. know certain techniques, if you're stressing about the amount of milk you're producing, if you're the baby's not latching on. So I do recommend, and we mentioned this already, that lactation course, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't do just a one-day one. If you were to invest in anything, I think it would be a very... More detailed, extensive um, lactation. But
0: I would also, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. But I would also say that it's important to know that you have different options, right? right? So, in a lactation course, for example, I don't think that they would very openly right, they don't advocate exclusive for exclusive pumping.
1: To- Or formula, Um, right? Yeah.
0: So I didn't even know about exclusive pumping until I was already a week and a half or so into Victoria's life. And I was like, what do you mean? What is this? I had no idea. And none of my friends knew about it, so... I ended up finding out through a Facebook group and that's how I decided to do that. And Victoria's pediatrician was like, yes, you can do that. But in the lactation course that I
1: took, they never mentioned that as an option. So look into your options. then. Yes. <laughs> Consider the fact, if that's something that you really, really want to, want to do, look into like lactation. If you are considering, you know, whether because of your lifestyle or work or mm-hmm. something, the fact that you know you want to combine both, right? So mm-hmm. you could either breastfeed Only you could breastfeed and pump, you could pump only, Mm -hmm. or you could just go formula for whatever reason. So just know the fact that you have options and is whatever works for you and your family. We always say that whatever is going to benefit your baby, right? In terms of like, because a healthy mom equals a healthy baby and healthy everyone else that lives in your house. (laughs) Because if not, everyone's going to be like, okay, she's
0: crazy. I think I'm done with the body parts stuff. I don't okay. know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, we gave you the nitty-gritty. Weird things are going to happen. There's even, like, weird smells, honestly. I'm, I'm sorry, this is graphic. Really? Yeah. I mean, I just felt like things just, ugh. It was just gross, honestly. In terms of things, I did not know. Honestly, maybe someone told me this, and maybe at the time I was like, you're just trying to ruin my parade. But someone said, you don't need that much stuff for the baby during those early days. And I remember feeling like, oh, well, you clearly just don't know. But no, I found that I didn't really need that many things in those early stages of motherhood because, like, I'm talking like the first month, month and a half, two months, because the baby really just needed me and whatever feeding tactic I had. And diapers. Diapers, swaddles, and clothes, and that's it. I think I also, for example, like the bottles. Nail uh-huh. trimmer. Ugh, definitely need a nail trimmer, though, because baby's nails grow like, yes. like, And they're like deathly claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary.
1: I do love to help when someone is about to give a baby and I find out about it. I don't know why I've taken this role of like telling them you need this and you don't need any of this. I'm laughing Um, because, you know, so I like to use like... uh,
0: documents online for everything so when pamela and i started talking about the podcast i was like okay i'm gonna create a doc and that and she was like looking at me she showed up with a notebook she was like <laughs> okay what is wrong with you but i have a spreadsheet which i send to all my friends whenever they are pregnant that is a pretty much a laid out baby registry with
1: links and my personal notes on each item we have one of those <laughs> But I think it's, going back to basic, you just need pajamas for the baby, onesies. Oh, you need good pants
0: for you, like some sort of, outside of not needing much for the baby, you also do need things for yourself. And that I wasn't aware of. So I got all the things for baby, more than what I needed for the baby, but I didn't buy ahead of time, like good leggings,
1: good postpartum underwear, things like that. You're right. No, I didn't need I, it. Didn't I ended up that. having to buy all that. Once baby was home, which is not when you want to go ahead and prepare for that, right? Because you barely have time to even get dressed or go anywhere or you don't want to be apart from your baby. Mm -mm. So these are all things that, again, no one really told me. We're telling you now. So Mm -hmm. listen up, please. (laughs) Get all the most comfortable leggings (laughs) you can get. But you also want to kind of feel like yourself at some point. So for me, it was very important to not stay like in a PJ all day, Mm -hmm. you know. And then after I gave birth, I think I had... Easter. I don't know if I was still pregnant during. No, I was still pregnant during Easter. Mother's Day. So I got dressed up for Mother's Day, and then, like, you know, like all the other special days, I found myself like wanting to feel like like myself.
0: Yeah. So Should I we think, go into
1: some comments from? Yeah, let's let's some read some of these. Okay.
0: We asked on Instagram, "What are some of the things that caught you off guard of motherhood?" And someone said that you would become a snack supplier. (laughs) I don't think you're there yet, just yet with Ford, but like this one, I was like, oh yes. Because this morning actually, Victoria, I didn't know, she figured out how to open the pantry herself. And there's like a little bag, a little crate full of goldfish, like mini bags of goldfish. And she very casually just went, opened the door, grabbed one, and she was walking to the living room. I'm like, excuse me, you can't have goldfish for breakfast. But yeah, so no, it's like when constant I take four out for situation. breakfast or
1: lunch, as long as he has something in his mouth, he's eating or yes, nibbling or yes, eating something, yes. he is like the perfect gentleman at the table. Yes. So I find myself like, it's like a magic, like, Yeah, Um, Mary Poppins bag like if you have oh oh, you're done with oh here's your strawberries oh you want oh raspberries here Here. you go Yeah. so I do um,
0: we are snack suppliers we
1: are snack suppliers someone
0: else said how selfless we become as moms which I thought that was like sweet I didn't yeah I didn't see that I thought I was just gonna be like the cool chill mom and everything's great and no no I I became very not about
1: me another thing I wish someone would have told me is how emotional you could get randomly Mm -hmm. right I think we hear a lot about the hormonal changes, and you know this postpartum depression or anxiety. And sometimes it's just as simple as like you're gonna cry a lot, yeah, for good reasons and for bad reasons, and it's okay, it's normal. You are in this roller coaster of emotions where you're at one moment you're like, oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> this person is mine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I for I, I found myself just staring at four for so many hours, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my, god, this doesn't go away. Yeah. And then at some other moments, I was just like, any thought that would trigger anything happening to him or something, I would just cry. It's horrible. Yes. So you may go through these highs and lows of emotions and it's, again. It's normal. It's normal. Someone else said, I didn't know
0: about how everyone wants to tell you what the right thing to do for everything. And it's like the moment that you announce that you're pregnant, everyone flocks to you with a long list of do's and don'ts as well
1: as a stack of books. This person felt very strongly I know, about this. But- Another thing, I think always think that people come from a good place, right? So yeah. don't take it too personal. Kind of just thank them. Read what works for you. Don't read what doesn't yeah, work yeah, yeah. for you. This person wrote um, that they felt attacked in all capital letters. So
0: <laughs> so that might be you
1: as well. You might end up feeling this way. I actually only read one book. Well, yeah, one and I glanced through a few the one book I read, actually, my, one of my best friends gave it to me as well, was 12 hours in 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I applied it. And then when I told my pediatrician, I'm like, oh, yeah, the baby's sleeping 12 hours. He's like, you read that book, right? 12 hours in 12 weeks. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I actually gifted a lot when I hear someone's pregnant. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you're probably one of the few people that it worked for. I'm like, okay. So if it doesn't work for you, it's okay. All these books are not. Bibles, but I, they always have something good and some things that you could apply. Something you
0: can take away. Yeah, something yeah. you could
1: take away and some things that will help you make it understand certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm all about like, you know, why is he making this noise or why is he acting this way? And sometimes reading about it gives you a little bit of um, tranquility, right? Like it yeah. kind of eases you, your nerves down. Also, was- you're going to find yourself, and maybe this happens either with your parents or your grandmother, or your mother-in-law oh, is one. when they tell you, well, we did it like this and it's fine. You know, there's certain things that change with time. So yeah. just be very patient when someone comes to give you an advice and tells you, you know, it's okay if the baby's on his belly, you know, when you bring him home. No, I don't want my son on his belly. It's not safe. I don't want it. So whatever doesn't make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't have to snap at people, but just know that I <laughs> know wish someone, self. you know, and I wish someone would have told me like, hey, people are going to bombard you with all this mm-hmm. advice, especially how they did it with their children, right? So it's very hard to tell them, well, no, I don't care if you did it with your child because people take that very personal. Mm -hmm. But be like, okay, just nod, kind of say thank you. And then at the end of the day, do what you think is best. Always consult with your doctor. I think at the end of the day, I think one of the most important things that I'll do, will share this advice, is build a very close relationship with the pediatrician of your baby and with your own doctor as well. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people feel like they're too busy or overwhelmed, but I feel like, If you have a chance to kind of build that relationship, it makes a huge difference, right? Because any doubt that you may have, any concern you may have, it's always easier to just kind of send a text or reach out and get an answer that makes sense and that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Someone also
0: commented, the horrible feeling you get when your child gets sick. Oh, yeah. I remember Victoria's first fever. I was freaking out. And I was like, I had like 17 different thermometers. And I'm like, why is all all of them are telling me a different thing? We could literally do a whole episode on thermometers and how all over the place they are. Because you know that for a certain time, I think like before one or maybe before six months or something, the most accurate temperature to take the temperature of an infant is through their butt. And I didn't know that. And I didn't have a butt thermometer. So I had the forehead one, the one that takes your temperature from six feet away from you, whatever. And they were all giving me different things. And when your instinct is telling you yeah. something's off here, yeah, it's a horrible feeling.
1: When Ford got his, what are the big shots, four months or two months?
0: I feel like it's all the time. I know, I don't when he
1: got one, the first time <laughs> he remember. got his major shots... He was not himself and I was like freaking out. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. He said, you know, and the doctor had told me, listen, he may get a little fever. He may not. He may be a little tired. He may be a little fussy. It really stressed me out. Like I didn't like to see him that way. Okay. So why don't we close with the beautiful things that no one told you about?
0: The beautiful things, I will say it is the single most life-changing thing that will happen to you. And you will never be the same again. And it's
1: for the better cake (laughs) (laughs) I will have to say I wish someone would have told me how much happier I was going to be yeah we don't want to downplay you know how How difficult how difficult and how tough it could be sometimes but the level of happiness and joy that brings you just his little smile and you know and the the more time passes the older they get the more the love grows Mm -hmm. and you know, even this morning when we, we were playing with Ford this yeah. morning, like his little smile and then his little faces. I mean, so, I also have
0: to say we might be like in the honeymoon of this, right? Because I think there's like some turning point around when they're like five or six and they start getting really annoying. And I'm sure we love them <laughs> so much, but I'm sure
1: there's like moms listening, like, oh, you guys, <laughs> oh, you're another in the thing, baby, part. another thing. And I, I'm sure everyone, I guess now everyone tends to do this is try to document everything. Mm, yeah. I think people assume that you're going to do this already, but I wish someone would have told me, hey, get good video of you, like, leaving the hospital. I don't have good video of me carrying my child with the hospital. I don't have good video. There's no video when of you, Pamela. I I'm, came yeah. home with the baby, I feel like I'm always the one getting all the pictures and videos, and I mm-hmm. wish someone else would have gotten some. Yeah. So I do recommend to kind of be aware of it and make, organize and kind of order that, right? like. Make it happen. Make it happen. I just expressed to
0: someone, I would really love video captures of this. And the thing is that I would suggest that you say it before you have the baby because once you have the baby, you might not feel very good. And you're going to be like, no, but I don't want to right now. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you think you look like. And if you think you don't look good, you are going to want to reflect on those moments at some point in your life. And if you don't have them, because you didn't want to because you thought you didn't look great,
1: it does not matter. Yeah. Like, you
0: will regret it.
1: And also, you want to be in the moment, right? So you want to have someone else be capturing these spontaneous, right? Mm-hmm. That's your, everyone's dream. <laughs> have someone, your spouse, or so your mom. So get a camera crew to do <laughs> a reality <laughs> series of your life. My Just dream <laughs> is getting hire a camera. No, because even if it's one or two pictures, when you look back at your camera roll and you find these random moments that someone caught then you love them Then yeah. you love reliving that moment yeah. and again even if you don't look your best you're like oh my god I remember this day I was like so tired and so yeah. drained but I remember I loved I mean when I, he would fall asleep on me the and best. I would fall asleep you know the best so I wish someone would have told me that so in conclusion <laughs> we always say this it is the most amazing journey of your life and there's a lot of things that are going to change and a lot of things that you're going to not know how to do. It's not an instinct. It's not, <laughs> not going to come natural. It's okay for you to look it up, reach out to someone and enjoy it and document it. Yes, because it goes by so fast. But thank you for listening as always. Thank you.